All right, the book of Proverbs tonight will be in Proverbs chapter number 24. Proverbs chapter number 24. And we'll look at another person or another people, if you will, or individual that uh, we can be. Uh, sometimes we don't want to be. Sometimes uh, we don't want to be what we are. And uh, we want to look at what the Bible says about these uh, types of individuals. And tonight we're going to look at uh, I'm going to give you because it's Christmas. I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a good mood. I'm going to give you a two. I'm going to give you a two. I'm not letting you out early. Don't get excited. <laughs> but I'm going to give you a two for one tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about two characters and how they interact with each other. Um, it won't take you long to figure out which one you don't want to be. Uh, but I think it will help us understand the one that we want to be, and sometimes we are. Uh, in relation to how the other treats us. Are you confused now or are you with me? And so, uh, but I'm just going to read two verses tonight. We'll get our whole Bible study <clears throat> from two verses. I'm going to take some time to explain these two characters, uh, what, uh, couple, what, what the Bible's talking about and referencing them. And then once I, I take the time to do that, I've got a few statements, and by a few, I mean eight statements tonight that I want to give you out of these two verses <clears throat> that will be a help to you, and I'm sure that it will be a help to us. And so uh, Proverbs chapter 24, let's read verse 15 and 16. Lay not wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Spoil not his resting place. For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. Now, I'm going to explain what these two verses mean and how they relate to each other. Uh, but tonight, I want to teach, and I believe this is number 39 in this series, on dealing with the wicked man as the just man. Dealing with the wicked man as the just man. Meaning, from the perspective of the just man, how do we deal with the wicked man? In order to deal with the wicked man, we've got to understand some things about the just man and how the interaction is explained here in these two verses. And so let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray that you would use your word tonight. Uh, may it speak to our hearts. May these principles help us, guide us. Uh, may it keep us from falling into the category of the wicked man. May when others uh, do not do to us as they should. May we respond correctly. And uh, Father, may this just be a help to us tonight. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, we look at these two verses. Verse 16 certainly uh, is, I would say, more well-known than verse number 15. Verse 16, For a just man falleth seven times, and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. Sermons have been preached on verse 16. I've preached on verse 16. We're aware of verse 16. But to get the, the full context of verse 16, we must look at verse number 15 with it as well. Lay not wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Spoil not his resting place. A lot of times we use verse 16, and I don't think it's necessarily uh, inaccurate to do so, but I think it is better as we look at it tonight. Verse 16 is not in a vacuum, meaning a just man... In context of verse 16, falleth seven times. It means he's just walking by himself and falls. Um, he doesn't know how to walk. Uh, that's not the context of it. Now, certainly, uh, there's enough. We have enough issues and problems in our own life that we don't need. In, we don't need the devil working against us, but we know that he is. So to understand the fact that a just man can fall, does fall, we must look at it in context with verse number 15. Uh, Lay not wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous, spoil not his resting place. So when you put these two verses together, we draw the conclusion that what takes place, the individual in verse 15, has something to do with what takes place in verse 16. Again, in verse number 16, at the end of the verse, uh, the reference is to the wicked shall fall into mischief uh, after the, the just man is discussed. And so uh, the wicked man in verse 15 has something to do with the fall of the just man or the righteous man in verse number 16. And so as we deal with that wicked man as the just man, 
as the individual who falls. Now, there's a lot of things that we talk about the fall. There's a lot of ways to talk about the fall from a Bible perspective. And I'm going to, I'm going to define what I believe uh, the Bible is talking about here in just a moment. But first, let's just define the wicked and the just. Are you with me tonight? The wicked, and we've talked about the wicked man before, is evil in principle or practice. Evil in principle or practice. Now, can I get agreement tonight? Can we have a consensus tonight that we are all sinners? Every one of us come up short every single day. Most of us, if not all of us, before we even get out of bed in the morning. Uh, we are sinners. We are flesh. We fail. Uh, we are going to do that because that is our nature. Evil is not the same as sin. Evil is sin done against someone else. It's an action taken against. If you study the difference in the way God looks at the difference, we'll not do that tonight. There's a very distinct difference in the way God looks at evil and the way God looks at sin. And so uh, we understand it's evil in principle or practice. Deviating from the divine law, uh, it talks about addicted to vice, sinful. That is a wicked individual. Somebody who is not just a sinner because we're all sinners. But there's somebody who obviously lives outside of the law of God and someone who is evil in principle or practice. They do those evil acts against someone else. Now, as a sinner, it is important that you and I, we allow ourselves to fall in line with the Word of God because... If and when we sin, it has the potential to affect those around us. So we need to be careful about that. To say it doesn't affect anybody but me is not true. Because it does affect others. We don't want to be a poor testimony. We don't want to be a stumbling block. But evil is different beyond that. Evil is I want to harm this person. I want to hurt this person. I will submit to you tonight, and somebody may not agree with me on this, it is worse, you can, you can do worse with your words against a person than if you went out and got drunk tonight. Now, don't twist that and say, Pastor said for me, that's not what I'm saying. You should not do that. But we take, well, the point I'm making is we take so lightly that which is done against somebody else. And so that wicked is evil in principle practice. It is sin with a motive, if I can put it that way. Now notice in verse number 16, a just man falleth seven times. Many times when we're talking about a just individual, it's a saved person. It's a righteous person. And, and, and along with that, in this context, it is an upright person. It is someone who has principles... They conform to the laws. Whose laws? God's divine laws. It is, it is someone who um, they are concerned with doing the right thing. Now, uh, we, we got to get away from a lot of the definitions that the world wants to place on things today. And we got to look at the Bible as God defines it. As we look at the just man, the saved man, the righteous, in this I can be just uh, uh, positionally. It means I'm saved. Nothing can change that. But just practically in the way I live, it's just say, I want to live according to the divine law. Now, I'll not have you raise your hand, but I'm just going to assume everybody in here tonight wants to be that just man determined to live according to the word of God. That doesn't mean you'll be perfect at it. It doesn't mean your flesh will ever get the best of you. Now, that's not an excuse. That's not building an excuse. Because we have the Spirit of God in us. If we yield to Him, then that should make a difference in our life. But let's just be honest tonight. There's no perfect people in here. I believe the best people in the world are in here and, and, and members of people of our church. I believe, I believe we want to do right. You're here on a Wednesday night, the Wednesday night before Christmas. Yeah, we want to do what is right. We want to do these things, but we're not perfect. Your best enemy, I mean your worst enemy, not your best enemy, your worst enemy, you ready for this? Is you. Mine is me. 
and you. But besides, no, it, it's, it's you. You can get you to do what you're supposed to do. You can get you to do what you're not supposed to do. So you can attempt and say, my mind and my spirit is one that I want to live a just life. Now, I'm not talking about positionally. Once you're saved, you're just, you're righteous. But that one who wants to live that righteousness, the one who wants to abide by God's laws, none of us are going to do it perfectly. It's important that I establish this before I get into the rest of the Bible study. It's hard enough when nobody else or this world is not messing with us. It's hard enough for us to have the right attitude, the right spirit, to have the, the, the right emotion, emotions in check, to do the right things when, when it's just us and nobody else. But we have somebody who's an adversary, don't we? That devil is, is going to try and hinder us. But a lot of times it's not the devil, it's us, isn't it? But let's be honest tonight. A lot of times it's not the devil. A lot of times it's not us. But a lot of times it's somebody else who's the wicked. The wicked who has those evil principles or practice. There are people that you know that would fall in that category. There's people you don't even know. That they just, in evil, they're seeking to find something righteous to attack it and destroy it. They find some, they're looking for something pure. That purity doesn't have a name. They're just looking for something with purity so they can attack it and destroy it. They're looking for something decent. So the Bible is talking about the wicked and the just. Now notice what we see is another word we must define. We find that wicked man in verse 15. Then in verse 16, I'm intrigued. In ver, I, I'm interested in verse 16. For a just man falleth seven times. Now, let me just say this. I'm not one of these today that wants to put a period right there. Well, that, well, that Christian, they did this. Or, or brother so-and-so, you know, where have they been? And sister so-and-so, what, what's going on with them? Falleth seven times and riseth again. Now, I think there's, and this is a side note, but I just want to say it. Merry Christmas. There's a lot of people I think would get up if somebody didn't have their foot on their chest to keep them from getting up. But that word falleth, let me give you a simple definition, is to fail. A lot of times we say, oh, so-and-so fell, or so-and-so did this, and we think of it in the worst context. But you think of the little things that we categorize as little that's a failure too. If you didn't hold your tongue, you fell. If you let those, if you if you lost your temper, you fell. Now don't look don't don't look look down your self righteous nose tonight. Say there's people in here that would look around. It's all of us. A just man, because we have the right intentions of living. Inside the covers of this book, in this law, we have to fight ourselves. But the Bible says, for a just man falleth, and he doesn't stay down. Now, we want to look at the, the wicked man, the just man, in the context of that failing and getting back up. Are you with me tonight? And so as a just man, I'm run, trying to run my race. I want to finish my course. I'm not in competition with another Christian because God has designed my race for me. There's nobody else that's running my race. It's just me. There's nobody else running your race. It's just you. God designed it for you. The, the, how do we win that race? We finish. When we stumble and fall, we get up and we keep moving forward. We finish. We want to do it the way God wants us to do it. Now, as I've already mentioned, it's hard enough if it's just us. But the Bible talks about that individual who falls, that just man who falls, uh, if you fall, get back up. Don't quit. Keep going. But the Bible talks about the wicked. The wicked can be Hollywood. I think Hollywood would categorize as wicked, wouldn't you? Uh, the wicked could be this culture. 
I think this culture would... The wicked in this context can be a born-again Christian. Somebody who is evil in principle or practice. Now, we talked about a fool. We're not always a fool. I hope not. But there's been times in life we've been a fool. Well, speak for yourself, Pastor. Well, I'm going to speak for you too on that one. And feel, feel pretty comfortable doing so. We can do evil acts. That's why we have to be careful. But we look at this context of dealing with the wicked man, the judgment is the inner right. Let me jump into the outline. I, w- I won't keep you... Uh, I'll get through these eight fairly quickly. We only have two verses. Usually we turn all through the book of Proverbs. We're going to stay right here tonight. So we understand who the wicked is. We understand who the just is. We understand for a just man falleth seven times. We understand there's a relationship with verse 15 and verse 16. Verse 15 does not end with a period. It's a continuation. There's, there, there, there's, there's, a, there's a cause and effect there. We're going to see how those things, and, and one, I know I, the, the, the devil is good at telling us that when we fail, we're a failure, but a fail, you're only a failure when you fail, and that is the last chapter of your story. That's when you don't get up, because everybody in this room, every Christian that's ever lived has failed. And after they say failed again, everybody, because we're not perfect. And so we want to look at this context, and I believe it will help us tonight look at this this way. Let me say number one. The wicked man has always made a target out of the just man. The wicked man has always made a target out of the just man. We see it in verse number 15. Lay not wait, O wicked man. He's not laying in wait against another wicked man. The wicked don't lay in wait against the wicked. They ally with the wicked to help them do their evil. It's amazing. You find people who become best buds when they find discover they've got the same enemy. A wicked man doesn't lay in wait against another wicked man. Pastor, is this a new thing in 2023, almost 2024? No. The attack of the evil and the just is the same as the seed of the serpent against the seed of women, seed of of, of woman. There's a reason why Satan attacked God and not another demon. That which is wicked always attacks that which is just. So here, here's, here's context for you and I. If you're going to try and live according to how this Bible tells you to live, you become a target. And one of our young, 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 young men, young ladies, they, they surrender their lives. If like, God wants me to be a missionary, God wants me to preach, I get excited about that, I pray for that, but I know there's a target. Our, 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 our young adults who in this world, in this society, and all the pressure on them to say, hey, I want to do what's right, I want to live a just life, they're a target. Everybody in this room who wants to live, you're a target. I know, Pastor, we have an enemy, the devil, yes, but not just the devil. Those who are not living just, and they are evil in principle and practice. Now, let me say, not everybody who is not living according to this book, is trying to do somebody else evil. But there are those who, because they're just, they're going to target those. The wicked man has always made a target out of the just man. Let's do some common sense tonight. The wicked man has never laid in wait against another wicked man. It's always the just. Number two, the wicked man focuses on the just man. The just man focuses on himself. Did you, did you catch that? The wicked man focuses on the just man. The focused man focuses on himself. Lay not wait, verse 50, O wicked man, against the dwelling of righteous, spoil not his resting place. For a just man falleth seven times and puts all the blame on the wicked man. Is that what the Bible says? Is that what the Bible says? 
All of a sudden, it gets back up again. You know, you're going to do, you do well in your Christian life when you get to the place when you're not worried about anybody else. You're just worried about yourself. Because you realize your biggest battle is with you. As the church today, can I help us? Our biggest, our biggest battle, if you will, if I can use that term, is not Hollywood. It's our flesh. For us to show up where we're supposed to show up at the house of God. Pray like we're supposed to pray. Read the Bible like we're supposed to read it. Witness when we don't want to. Well, I don't want to. It's my life. I want to do it. That's a bigger threat to our country than Hollywood. Merry Christmas. The wicked man never focuses on the just man. You see this in our society today. I did all these things because of my mom and dad didn't treat me right. There's always an excuse. There's always a focus. There's always a reason. I'm this way because of the free country I grew up in. I've been oppressed by capitalism. I've been, I've been, I'm this way because of the church I grew up in that preached the Bible. But the just man is not focused on those. He's focused on himself because he knows the greatest hindrance to him living a just life is himself. And so what is that fall that the wicked wants them to take place? It's not just fall into spiritual oblivion. Sometimes it's to get you to lose your temper. Sometimes it's to discourage you so that you give up your walk with the Lord. Sometimes it's for you to lash out, for you to say, what's the use? It's not always to get the just man to fall and say, I'm never going back to the things of God. But sometimes it's just to get us to react in a different way than we're supposed to. Well, this pressure, you see this a lot today. So this pressure just keeps coming. Maybe if we, we change our position a little bit, then it'll take some of the pressure off. You know what that is? That's a fall. And it happened because laid in wait for the opportunity. And when the just man starts paying attention to the wicked who's laying in wait instead of themselves, that's when they're in trouble. So well, they're, they're laying away. They focus, the wicked man focuses on the just man. The just man focuses on himself. Number three, the just man is a victim of the plotting of the wicked man. We've already established this. Look at verse 15. Lay not wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. The just man is a victim of the plotting of the wicked man. There's another way to say this. I didn't think it sounded quite as good as a main point, but another way of saying this is the just man minds his own business and the wicked man minds the just man's business also. The just man is a victim of the plotting of the wicked man. If, if you, if, if you, if those who are busy, that's why, that's why it's important for you and I to stay busy for the Lord. We gotta keep these kids. These kids in I don't have anything for these kids to do. They're just gonna, they're just gonna drive me crazy. They're gonna take over. And you know, they look forward to the Christmas holidays. Sometimes mom and dad don't because there's no plan, there's no program. It's 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 chaos in there. And and, and if I've got to keep them occupied to keep them out of trouble. Well, you know what? We're not much different than that. You don't have time to plot if you're busy for the Lord. The just man is a victim of the plotting of the wicked. Number four, these are building on, on, on one another. Stay with me. Number four, the wicked man makes it personal with the just man in order to get him to fall. Notice what the Bible says. Verse 15, lay not wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Spoil not 
his resting place. He makes it personal. He comes to his address. He comes to his world. When the day we live in with the internet and the cell phone and all those things, it makes it a whole lot more accessible. For the wicked man to come knocking on your door, the context there is when, this, when, this, when the righteous were to come out of his dwelling place, there the wicked are laying in wait for him. The wicked man makes it personal with the just man in order to get him to fall. You hear a lot of things, and I want you to pray for me. I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting ready to finish the book, Satan's Culture, and it needs to be written. But you'll hear this a lot. Well, it's not personal. I just want the right thing done. It is personal. I hear this a lot, too. I've heard this a lot recently. You just think you're better than me. I'm going to help you with that because here's my response, and if you want to take it in, in, out of context, you can. No, I don't think I'm better than you, but you think I'm better than you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be laying in wait to spoil my dwelling place. Because the wicked are always plotting against the wicked. No. Let's just say everything going on in your life, whatever it is, there's a lot better things for Christians to plot and scheme against than what's going on in your life. Anybody out there? There's a, there's a lot better, a lot, lot more wicked and sinister things. But what is it? It's, it's, we want to, it's personal because we, that's the target. Those that live inside the just, justice of the word of God. Wicked men makes it personal. Number five. I'm getting to where I want to go. You still with me? The peace of the just man stirs the wicked man. You ever been minding your own business? I think I, should, I can just end that right there. You ever been minding your own business? And then the devil just comes and bothers you? You ever been minding your own business? It's like, what? Here is it. I'm having a good day today. And this person got up and just said, you know what? I'm going to look for people that are having good days. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruin their day. I'm going to spoil their peace. Can I tell you, there's peace that comes from living as a just man. There's peace that comes with that. Uh, when you live that way and you have peace, you know what bothers the wicked man? Your peace. We as a church have got a great spirit. A great spirit in our church. That bothers people who don't have a good spirit in their church. That's the way it works. The peace of the just. So I'm saying all this to say, don't be shocked. What am I doing? You just you focus on you because that's what the just man focuses on, right? He focuses on himself. If they call you a jerk, just to use that as an example, you know if you are one or not. And if you are one, fix it. If you're not, don't worry about it. Did your mother ever tell you when you were little, just because they said it doesn't mean it's true. But we focus on ourselves. Number six, sometimes the just man falls due to the effort of the wicked man. You ever been walking and just by yourself? When I say by yourself, doesn't mean nobody was around necessarily. It, when I give you this illustration, it's better if nobody's around. What I mean is there's nobody that puts an obstacle in your way and you just trip. Nobody had to trip you and you just tripped. And it's like, oh, what's that painted line there on the floor? It'll get you every time. 
You know, isn't that the way? He says, am I, am I stupid feet? What is, well, am I an idiot? Or what's going on? And that's the way our Christian life is sometimes. You're just walking because you're flesh, because I'm flesh. We just trip. That's different than somebody you're walking and somebody trips you or tackles you or puts something in your way to make you stumble. Sometimes the just man falls due to the effort of the wicked man. Has anybody ever said anything to you that made you mad? Let's take that a step further. Anybody ever said or did anything to you that made you mad and you responded in a way that you shouldn't have? Has anybody ever done anything to you that's made you upset and you have thought things that you should not have thought? Getting quiet on me. I know, I know, I know I'm right over the target there. Uh, sometimes adjustment falls. I wish I could say that I've always responded the way a just man should respond to the actions of others. Can anybody join me? Three of you. Awesome. I think we all could say that. Man, they made me so mad. I said this, and I shouldn't have said it. I told God years ago I wouldn't say those words anymore. And some of you ladies have to then just get that right. What do you do? You get back up. Well, they, they knew right, the right button to push. What do you do? You get back up. You ever get discouraged? Should a Christian get discouraged? No. Look what Jesus did for us. We're going to heaven. We should never get discouraged, but everybody does. What do we do? We get back up. Why? Because that's what a just man does. We've got to stop allowing ourselves and others to, to, to put specifications on us that are not Bible and they are not feasible in this flesh. This is not making an out or an excuse. It's the reality. As a you can try as hard as you want to try to live every command in this book. And if nobody's around you, you can think something you're not supposed to think. What do you do? You get up. You have a reaction that you should not have. What do you do? You get up. You lose your temper with yourself. But you have somebody else come in and, oh, I just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding, or I didn't mean anything by it, or what trying to hurt you. It doesn't matter. The action is the action. And sometimes, because of the wicked, and we're defining this as somebody, who is trying to do evil to somebody else, there's people like that. They're, the society is like that. They do it and we resist, we resist, but sometimes we say, you know what, I'm tired of it, and we do something, say something that we shouldn't, that's a failure. So what do we do? We don't turn our focus to the wicked. What are, we, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to get up. The just man sometimes falls. And when you and I fall, have that failure, the just man gets up again. He brings me to number seven. Everybody still with me? The wicked man focuses on the fall. The just man focuses on the rising again. This one statement could bring victory in your life tonight if you'd allow it. No just man is getting through life without a failure. Pastor, I feel like being in church every time the church doors are open. Well, besides being a liar, what else is your, what, 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 what's one of your other faults? It's impossible to feel that way because of our flesh. Now, what, what, is your what is your character in your Christianity? I'm going whether I feel like it or not. 
There's no way a just man is getting through life without having a failure. You surrender, you young people, you surrender your life. I'm going to serve the Lord. The day is coming when there's going to be, that old flesh is going to rise up and say, I don't think I meant that. Well, you're wrong. It doesn't matter if you mean it or not. If God called you and you surrendered, well, I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't do this when I should have done it, and I delayed in this. Okay, fine. Get back on track. That adjust man is going to fall. You can say, it doesn't, I declare that I'm going to live according to the word of God. All my problems are over. Oh, no, they're just beginning. The point I'm making is, would that just man, and by the way, the wicked man is concerned with the fall. You can be, you can be in a moment saying, I'm going to do everything I can to live by the word of God, and somebody else who's trying to do the same thing can stumble and fall. And if you stop and point out their fall, that's what a wicked man does. You can be just in one moment and a wicked man in the next. Because a just man isn't worried about, the, he, he, he's less concerned. No, he's trying not to fall. But when you're face down, you can stop worrying about the failure. You failed. What are you going to do? Well, I would suggest we do what the just man does in this verse. Get up. Get up. The wicked man focuses on the fall. We have, we have, we have our society is good at this, but sadly, sadly, I wish I didn't ever have to, have to preach on this, but because of the day we live in amongst Christian, quote-unquote Christian circles, there are people who make ministries off of just pointing out how people fall. That's wicked. And by the way, inside the walls of this church, there is no ministry of pointing out the failures of other people. But I think there's a lot of Christians, and maybe you're sitting here tonight, you would get up, but you're too worried about the fall that's already happened. When you get up, say, I'm going to watch for that next time. You're not, you're, you're not, I'm just going to, I'm just, I'm just going to say it like this. You're not dumb if you trip over something and you didn't see it. Don't trip over it again. You saw, now, now you know it's there. But you get back up. The wicked man is just focusing on the fall. Why? Because that's where they're living. Get back up. Notice what it says. It says seven times. The just man followed seven times. You know, I said earlier, and, and everybody agreed with me because, because it wasn't too extreme. I said everybody in here has failed. Okay, but it says seven times. Well, Pastor, I don't know if I've gotten to seven. Oh, yeah, you've been there. Let's multiply that by big numbers. The context there is not a one-time thing. It's really a, a, an innumerable thing. It's the context. You fall, you get up. You fall, you get up. You fail, you get up. You fail, you get up. You fail, you get up. At some point, you want to learn. We're talking about, we're not talking about just, just us and ourselves, but this is with, in response to, you know, there's a lot of, and this is where I love this, this study's been so helpful to me, I feel like it's been helpful to us, there's a lot of wicked people sitting in churches. You say, oh, are you talking about they're doing this or they're doing this? No, I'm talking about in the context of our Bible study tonight, they're evil in principle or practice. They so and so is singing in a group that they think they should be singing in, or they think their child should be singing in. And they're just lying in wait for the opportunity to cause them to fall. You said it happens in churches? Absolutely it happens in church. Are there people in churches? Absolutely. But the just man is focused on. Just getting up again. Okay, move to number eight. We got that one? By the way, 
let me say this before we move to number eight. I need to say this before we move to number eight. How do they get up? Pastor, I just don't have that, that sheer will. No, you get, you get up because God enabled you to get up. He enables you to get up. Did you get discouraged? There's a, if you've got the Spirit of God in you, He will enable you to be encouraged again. It, it, did you lose your temper? Well, well you know, he, he, you can get back up from that. You know, well, well, Pastor, I just punched him right in the mouth. Did he deserve it? Yep, okay, well, say you're sorry. You know, it's, it's, you know, we, you know, we, we laugh, but the, this old flesh, sometimes this is why it's important for us to be prepared every single day to live and walk in the spirit because we forget because we don't think this way. There's wicked lying in wait in our dwell, outside of our dwelling places. Our places of peace. When you leave the door, this is a place of peace. When you leave the doors tonight, there's wickedness out there who's targeting the just. They're not huddled outside of bars waiting to see who comes out of there because, you know why they're in the same, they're, they're away from the Lord. But it's God enabled. Okay, here's number eight. The one you've been looking for. Hey, Pastor, I agree, I see what you're saying, I agree with you. The wicked man focus on the just man. I need to focus on myself. I agree with you that when the wicked man focuses on the fall, the just man focuses on the rising again. I just I don't need to worry about the wicked man. I don't need to worry about what they're doing. I don't need to worry about what they're what they're what they're trying to accomplish. They're just trying to they're trying to make me fall. They're just trying to do all that. They're trying to make me respond the way I shouldn't respond. I agree with that. I'm just when I when I do respond the way I should, I'm just going to focus on getting back up. Back up. But what about the wicked man? They're a little annoying. It'd be so much easier to run my race if I didn't have to. It's hard enough to run my race if it's just me. Okay, number eight. This is good too. The defeat of the wicked is in the getting up of the just man. Lay not, O wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Spoil not his right resting place. Don't do that because when you do, a just man is going to fall. If you cause a just man to fall seven times and riseth up again. When he gets up again, you know what he's doing now? He's walking again. He, he's, he's living as he should live again. He's doing the things he should be doing. But what happens to the wicked? But the wicked shall fall into mischief. If the just man gets back up and starts walking again, he can fall again and get back up and still and keep walking again. Well, they shouldn't fall that many times. You worry about your race. You let them worry about their race. Because no matter who you are, they're not the same. You might be running an easy part of your race and them running a hard part of their race. Eventually, that's going to even out. But the defeat of the wicked is the fact that you just keep getting up. I'd rather not fall. You and me both. I'd rather not lose my temper. Well, you and me both. But if you do, make it right, get it right, and just get up and keep going. If you got discouraged, get up. Pastor, it discouraged me when I was out of church. Get back in church, pick it up, keep going again. Well, you don't know what they, they did. You just keep, get up and keep walking. That's the defeat. Well, I'd like to take them out back. Well, that's fine. But they'll be right back. Eventually, if you just keep your eyes focused, on him, and what I mean is about yourself, 
I'm not going to answer for what anybody else does, but I will answer for my response to it. Can you imagine the excuses we offer our Lord? Well, this person said this, and, and this person said this about the way I believe, and this person has said this, and, and, and we're telling Jesus this. And it's made it really hard, and so we changed our, 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 our standards over here, and, and I decided I wasn't going to do this over here, and, and, I, and I did all these things, and, and, and I want to justify that. There's no justification of it. When you fail in that respect, get up. And it's like, they're up again? They're up again? They're up again? There's no context of this, and you won't find it in Scripture of the context of the, the just man never falls. You think Paul, the Apostle Paul, ever lost his temper? You think any of the apostles ever did? I'll tell you this, there was a Roman soldier without an ear for a few moments. Because the man who preached Pentecost lost his temper. I don't think that's the way. Now, that's, I say, way to go. But it's not the way. He should have responded. We understand the response. But it's obvious the fact that the Lord stepped in, that wasn't the response, that it warranted. Peter's a great example. He couldn't get out of his own way in many respects. But he just kept getting up. Now, this world works against you and I. What do you do? Pastor, I shouldn't have responded like that. Sometimes I was like, ah, I shouldn't have responded like that. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have had those thoughts. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have, what do you do? Well, you just say, okay, I get up, I'm going to keep going. Well, I stumbled, I'm, I'm not going to quit. You've seen those videos, I'm, 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 I'm done. You've seen those, those, those old clips of these old Olympians, they're, they're running their race, they've trained for years and years and years, and right out of the gate they trip and fall. You know what I'm talking about? And they limp and they finish the race. One thing I was one time one time I was thinking about that is like I look at the year and I'm like, who won the gold that year? I don't know. Who finished first in whatever year that is? I don't know. There's nobody watching. The clips of the guy who never fell. Because you get no inspiration out of that. They're watching the guy that fell, wasn't going to win a medal, but yet he refused to stop. And instead of that crowd cheering for the man who finished first, kudos to him, that's an accomplishment. But they're applauding the person who fell and didn't quit. They kept going. Friend, there's only one person who can stop you. You. There's only one group of people that can stop this church. This church. Because my Bible tells me the gates of hell shall not prevail. The pastor, what if... All the forces of hell assemble against the church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Doesn't mean there won't be obstacles. Doesn't mean there won't be setbacks. Doesn't mean there won't be stumbling and falling. Doesn't mean our wisdom is not enough to make the right decision every time. It just means if, okay, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Oh, we had a setback. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Why? Because that's what a just man does. So in relation to that wicked man and what he does to the just man, we cannot allow that to become an excuse for why we quit. Well, here's this standard, I fail. Try not to. But if you do, get back up. 
get back in the race? Pastor, I don't think I could serve in this capacity anymore because I didn't respond. Did you, did you make it right? Well, Pastor, I need to, now, I'm not your priest. Did you make it right? Okay, then get back in the race. Keep going. Well, we, you fall, get back up. You know, this world, people are going to try and always hurt the things of God. Bitter people will do that. Don't put your focus on them. Put your focus on running your race, living inside the law of God. And when you stumble and fall, hey, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have responded that way. I'm back up again. Eventually, God will use that against the wicked. And that's the greatest defeat. That's why the, 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 the Bible teaches us that, that roaring lion, you resist the devil and he'll flee because he's looking for the easy prey. And if you resist, you resist, you resist, you resist, he's going to go find somebody else. Why? Because you just won't give in. There's, there's, you're, I'll, I'll leave you with this. Everybody, everybody can stand up, and, I, and, and I'll leave you with this. There's, you study the book of Revelation, and, and you come to this conclusion. There's two things. There's two things that the devil cannot overcome. They can all be summed up into this. He cannot overcome the blood of Christ. How many of you are saved tonight? There's nothing the devil can do about that. Now, if we let him, he can destroy our life. God can give him permission, if you will, like he did Job, to create difficulty in our life. But he cannot change the fact that once you're blood-bought, you belong to God. There's nothing he can do about it. The second thing he cannot overcome is a Christian who will not quit. Maybe you say, Pastor, is there evidence of that? In the book of Revelation, the blood of the martyrs cry justice, justice, justice. Meaning, there's martyrs all through history, and even the day we live in today, who no matter what the devil did to them, they would not quit. They would not change what they were supposed to do. They would not renounce Christ. Well, this isn't fair. We don't... This, this happened to me. If, if, I, if I had 17 pronouns, I would have got this promotion. But because I had in my signature of my email, John 3.16, I didn't get it. We laugh, but that happens. There's much worse things we have to deal with than that. But that's not fair. Are you going to quit because of that? No. We're just going to keep on going. And, uh, and uh, if you fall, get back up. Let's keep moving. And uh, let's be an encouragement. Along these lines, let's be a help and encouragement to keep people. I want to be the one that when somebody stumbles and falls, that I help them get up. As opposed to stepping over them. Or in some cases, on them. As I run my race.